Greetings, cyberspace, and welcome to episode 16 of the Double Density Podcast with your hosts, Brian and Angelo. So this is a really weird thing for me right now because this is the first time that I get to stare you in the eyes as we podcast. We're in our, we're in my backyard, actually. Well, our backyard. Yeah, our backyard. Like we own a, yeah. a double density pod, like <laughs> compound. Yeah, the double, double density pod, if you will. <laughs> so we're in my backyard out in the uh, country, I guess, compared to where Brian lives. We've got right. a, a nice fire going. I had to take a couple of highways to get here. Yeah, a couple, but uh, I'm not too far from the highway. Surprisingly not, no. No. So, so if it sounds weird or anything, um, it's because we're face-to-face and sitting outside on my patio. And why are we sitting outside on the patio? We want to search the skies for UFOs. So following up with last week, you quickly had mentioned that uh, Mont Solaire, where you live, is a, like a UFO hotspot, right? Sort of. Apparently. Um, and I've read like the number of like accounts that have come out of this part of the world is way elevated compared to the rest of the Montreal slash like lower southern Quebec area, right? So it's it's interesting. Why do you like? How long have you lived here? Let's start with that. I've been here since two thousand. 2008, we moved here in May 2008, so I guess nine years. And my wife lived here uh, since she was a child. Okay. And then moved uh, to Montreal for a bit, but uh, eventually we came back here because it's a nice place to live. It's quiet, as you can tell. We're outside recording, and I don't think there's much that people can hear. Apart from our voices. And and maybe the fire crackling. and Oh, and maybe we'll get an EVP. That would be great. You know, like maybe they're like chapstick. So your wife has lived here most of her life. Has she seen, well, you mentioned last episode. She saw a fake uh, hoax from a radio station. Um, But but apart from that, never. Never. Okay. Um, We uh, linked to a video last week of uh, lights in the sky that Brian uh, took offense with. (laughs) The more I watched it, like even after we recorded, the more I got angry about it. Because once again, like I think you and I need to make a booklet of things that people need to do when they think they see UFO and they have like a piece of tech in their hands that they can use to record. And we have all our tech with us tonight. I have an iPad here. We have two iPhones among us. So lots of 4K cameras. Right. <laughs> we're just, we're, we're ready and willing. Like, do you think that we need to send flares up? Like, how do you think this should go for the UFO watching? So I don't know, but uh, the thing, going back to why it's a UFO hotspot, right? People talk about how the mountain has... Uh, geological features that attract things or what. Uh, But as I pointed out, as you were getting here, uh, we're in a major uh, airfare traffic uh, area. Like uh, it's a lot of, lot of high flying uh, airplanes here. Well, as soon as I pulled in, like there was like a plane kind of from the West coming in. Yeah. And you see them, you see the contrails or chemtrails. Who knows? Uh, and they're flying high. So there's a lot of uh, air traffic here. So that could account for a lot of stuff. I don't know how long f- uh, flights have been flying over here, but I'm assuming a while. So that right. can account for uh, some lights in the sky. There's a small airport nearby. Right. So the other night we saw a um, one of those little motorized hang gliders you kind of see every once in a while. I don't know if you see them in the city because I don't think no, they're legal no. there. But uh, it's just a hang glider, but there's like a... It's almost like a three-wheeler attached to it, and they kind of fly. It's, it's kind of funny. Do you feel like it's just like a, a really sad version of a like a man who can't buy an airplane? Who's like, <laughs> yeah. I want to go into the sky anyways? Yeah, instead of spending like wh- whatever an airplane costs. Do you I, get a lot of hot no air idea. balloons around here? That, no. But there is a hot air balloon like uh, fair every once in a while. Right. Not too far from here. 
That's why I was asking because I wondered if anything ever drifted over towards like this part of the world. And 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 that can often lead to people thinking it's a UFO. But we look at that. We started on on paranormal instead of starting on our tech well, thing. Okay, it's so just because we were kind of. Uh, outlining where we are. So, like I said, we're in our backyard. But what's, uh, like, shifting to tech quickly, and as we should have started, <laughs> uh, what's what's our quick little setup? It's kind of boring, but we've got Brian's laptop on my patio table. Right, and we have a, we have a four-channel mixer, so we each have our mics plugged into one. It's great because this is the first episode where I don't have to worry about headphones or earbuds, and neither do you, right? Like no. We, just, we tested it out a bunch of times, and now we're good to go. I think it'll sound good, and uh, I see the blue line going in GarageBand. That's what we're using to record. So Brian's going to have a giant file. Right. Uh, um, and then, yeah, like um, because it's live, we actually there's like no audio drift that we have to worry about necessarily, right? It's just two men facing each other, using the power of their voices to describe what they see. And maybe uh, seeing the occasional UFO. Well, like, fingers crossed, right? And then, like, we'll, we'll contact MUFON, we'll see where this goes. It would be, it'd, it'd be pretty amazing if we saw something interesting. But then, but then you and I, as, like, um, people on the uh, skeptic spectrum, would have to figure <laughs> out whether or not we actually, like, want to um, uh, file reports. Yeah. Right? So... The, so so getting back to tech, we keep drifting into paranormal here. Yeah, there, there's some audio drift. Yeah. <laughs> so as you were mentioning, it's our sweet 16th episode, so congrats to us. Yeah, and Brian, you're in person, got to see my giant iPad for Which the is, first time. I did not realize. Like, I hadn't seen one of the new gen ones, so it is a crazy big iPad. Like, it's great for probably for watching whatever you do ever want to watch. And, and the screen is beautiful. No right. smudgy fingers? No smudgy. Well, it's pretty smudgy, but I, I keep it clean. So you mentioned how y- you have this whole policy around like people using your computers. Is that the same thing with your iPad? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like no food, no drink, yeah, well, no I, breathing. So like you, you had mentioned I'd forgotten to get my little glass of water to drink, and uh, I said, oh, yeah, I better not put the iPad on the table. Because <laughs> the last thing I want is for it to get flooded. You're setting an example right now for the kids who are asleep. Did you tell them what you were doing today, by the way? I said, Did so you say daddy's special friend is coming over? So it's funny because uh, as we were reading, uh, the bedtime story we read had a, a character named Brian the Bat. Oh, perfect. And so uh, as I was going to bed, I said, I told uh, my daughter, I said, hey, uh, my friend Brian the Bat is coming over. Do you remember him? She's like, yes, but he's not a bat. <laughs> you know what? That is acknowledgement and I'll take it. She does remember you. Great. That's, I'm glad to hear about that. So, yeah, so here we are in our perfect little setup. Um, so let's, like, actually jump into tech stuff because I feel like we keep delaying it, right? Yeah, and, and we also said last week that this would be a less tech-heavy episode, but right, we but always we still, end up talking. We still managed to find a couple of things, like you or Lord and Savior um, has joined <laughs> another platform. You're mean with that. They're not my Lord and Savior. And <laughs> So the man, like, <laughs> Everyone who thinks Brian is mean with that, hands. can you please call in and complain? Call in. All right. Do you want to give out your phone number? Oh, yeah. No, you can't call in. Sorry. Can you tweet at us? Or... Double underscore density, right? Or facebook.com slash double density podcast. Same thing with Instagram, double density podcast. If you want to uh, let Angelo know that he's right and I'm wrong about exactly. his love of Apple. Well, and, and speaking of Instagram and Apple, they joined Instagram. Uh, they finally uh, hit 2009 and they joined Instagram and the thing is it's not like the typical uh, corporate account right it seems to be more of their shot on iPhone campaign so it is basically a giant commercial but 
still kind of nice. The pictures they, they put on there are really, really eye-catching. And it's kind of hard to understand how those are made with like a cell phone. Although, can we really call the iPhone a cell phone or any smartphone a cell phone at this point? That's a good question. I mean, like, what, like how? okay, so let's unpack that. How would you define a cell phone? See, that's the thing, right? They They technically are cell phones. But how often are you talking on your iPhone? You know what? I can actually tell you how long I've spent on my phone. So I got my iPhone March 15th. Okay. I've spent 10 hours and 44 minutes on it. Wow. And I, I can tell you how long I spent on mine if I know where to look. Lifetime. So I, I got this uh, iPhone success uh, pretty much the launch weekend it came out. So late September 2015. Okay. 2015. Right. 13 hours and 29 minutes. Wow. It is 2017. Wow. But to be fair... Uh, your mother doesn't call you for hours at a time. No, exactly. Like go. no, no and go. nobody really calls my cell phone, right? We I text mostly with it. I mean, how often have we have we ever actually spoken on the telephone telephone other than when we work together? No. And that was for you to call me to like get rid of somebody in your office. <laughs> Which is a whole entire other story. Yeah. Um but you have a landline. We have a landline mostly because uh my house has an alarm. Don't be creepy. Uh, and uh, that's uh, that's there for uh, protection of the the homestead. Right. Okay. I mean, it serves a practical purpose, right? But you're not using it to call everyone. No, we have like uh, the barest of bare minimum landline stuff. Although we do have caller ID because uh, we like not answering the phone. I feel you on that one. It's just like when I was a kid, and the Jehovah's used to come to my door, used to see them, used to not answer. It's like the digital version of that. Yeah, and we we get them here actually. I get a lot of door to door here. We got. Uh, uh, Oh, this this could fall into tech. Um, Bell, one of the uh, oh, yeah. providers here, uh, came and uh, wants me to switch. They eagerly want me to switch. They're offering me uh, two years of 300 uh, megabit per second internet, uh, like TV, like 10 channels or 15 channels, uh, apart from like the regular channels that come with it. I think they are offering uh, HBO for free as well, okay. part of that, and a regular landline for uh, under 100 bucks. For two really, years. Really? And uh, that will prompt me to call my current provider, <laughs> which I'm actually very happy with, and see if I can finagle a deal with them uh, because I do not want to be switching. Right. It's such a hassle, right? It's a hassle, and I was with Bell, and I did not like them. I was briefly with Bell um, when I lived in an apartment with someone um, maybe, I want to say, six or seven years ago, and just the internet. The billing every month was insane because we should have had a set billing every month. But one month it would be $90, which made no sense. And then the next month would be 20 bucks, which made no sense. That's odd. And so, like, we had a set plan in place, and it was never, like, whenever we received the bill in the mail, it was never the same. I, I, I like seeing my bill the same every month. And as soon as something deviates, I usually end up checking to make sure we're right, seeing what's right. wrong. But like, I, I'm pretty lucky with the company I'm with. For, like, for this month, I did not, for this past month, like, I went to the States, and I didn't buy any plan because I was there for, like, 36 hours max. But I sent a couple of texts, oh and it was it wasn't that bad. It was like three bucks extra or something. But as soon as I saw that on my cell phone bill, I had to like pause and think and and remind myself that I had roaming going on for thirty six hours, which is why it cost me a couple extra dollars. Of course, that's what's going to happen. Right. We have uh, I have roam uh, roam like at home, so I pay seven bucks a day, and I get unlimited everything. Yeah, I have something like that too. I just I don't need it. Right no, now, exactly. Right? For so, that for, you don't want to be spending seven bucks for nothing. No, for sure. So have you have you followed Apple Instagram? I actually haven't, no. <laughs> it doesn't really interest me. I don't like those corporate accounts. I think it's 
Uh, see, like, so as you, I'm not like a, an acolyte or anything, so I didn't uh, no, follow. No, but I feel Instagram. like a mu- like a week from now, I'll look into like my followers tab on Instagram, and suddenly Angela's following Apple for some reason. And and speaking of Apple, a friend of mine uh, sent me a text message today saying he had actually stumbled onto our podcast, and uh, he listened. He was listening to an episode, and he wanted me to to answer a question. So I said, "Oh, well, listen, listen to the next episode." I'm. Uh, I'll answer the question, and the question was: uh, Are the new iPhones coming out in September? And the answer to that is an absolute total yes. Uh, chances are very high they'll come out uh, anywhere from mid to late September. Do you think they've solved most of the problems we talked about over the last couple of weeks? About like the, like the facial recognition. And... I I don't know how it's going to go. Like I think that that really. So, uh, just to clarify for everybody, there's going to be most likely three iPhones. Uh, revision of last year's model, like just the regular uh, evolution of the regular iPhone, and maybe something uh, quite special that is going to totally change the way uh, we use iPhones because there'll be no home button, there'll be no bezel around the, the screen, it'll be pretty much all screen, and the rumor is that it'll have facial recognition. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I'm curious to see where they go with it. But uh, suffice to say, right now is the worst possible time to pay for an iPhone. Right. Do not buy a new iPhone right now. Wait a month because the you ones. get you get the sevens cheaper. Or if you want to be one of those brave adventurous people who get, who gets an eight, then you get the eight. Yeah, or whatever it's going to be called. I think I still think they're going to not name the phones anymore like they do with the iPads. They'll have iPhone, iPhone Plus, iPhone Pro. They'll get rid of the seven. They'll get rid of the eight or whatever. It'll just be iPhone. Or they'll go crazy and have iPhone 7s, iPhone 7s Plus, right. and the Apple phone. <laughs> but it, it ha- like, and we've talked about this. Like, it has to end. Like, this naming scheme has to end sooner or later, and probably we can't have soon. iPhone 15, right? No. Like, they, no. no, it's kind of silly. They they finally stopped it with the iPad. Well, they had stopped it with the iPad 4, really, because there was an iPad 4, and then the next one was the iPad Air, and then the Mini has an iPad Mini 4, but that's it. So, so where do you see, past five do you see the, the iPad naming nomenclatures going beyond this? Pardon? Where do you see the Apple, like the, the iPad nomi, uh, nomenclatures going after this, like the naming nomenclatures? So the iPad's done, right? It's iPad right. and iPad Pro. And I th- I like the, 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 the thing and then the thing Pro, right? Mac, MacBook, MacBook Pro. iMac, s- iMac Pro. Mac Pro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other. I feel like it's a pretty streamlined approach. Right. I, it's better than numbers. Yep, I agree get, with you. It's getting smoky over here, I think, it with is. this fire. It's, uh, um, I don't know if I should put on another log, but I think I think we're okay for now, maybe. What do you think? I think we're okay for the moment. Yeah. So I, according to Mac Rumors this afternoon, apparently they're, Apple's facing a lot of um, supply chain problems with the 8, so there's probably going to be a big shortage. Yeah, they're, um, they're thinking like 20 to 30 million, if not less than that like in the the first uh first batch or what was it or two to three million something like really small so yeah uh so the iphone 8 is projected to put out two to four mil max oh so i was totally wrong i thought i guess 20 to 30 is like the yearly thing but yeah that's crazy because there's a lot of people that are going to want that phone right well um i mean i you might have been thinking about the because when the iphone 7 came out they did 20 to 30 or 25 okay. see and that was still in short supply yeah so I can't imagine. This is like uh, AirPod numbers, basically. Yeah, which you're still happy with. Those are the best. Like, that's the best thing Apple's made in years. So you're telling me today you had to go get to deal with some uh, of your, like, driver's registration stuff? Yeah, and I had my AirPods on. Right, exactly. People yeah. were staring at me like I was from the future. The thing to understand about going to the uh, 
the DM, guess, like the DMV, I guess, like the DMV which, version, like the the Quebec version. Which it's funny because the Quebec version of the DMV is one letter away from the Quebec version of like the liquor board, right? <laughs> so like it's the SAQ for liquor and the SAAQ for uh, driving. And so I had to go there to renew my uh, driver's license. And at the same time, we renew our Medicare card. So they take one picture for the two of them. But as I was there on a Tuesday afternoon, it was nothing but senior citizens. Okay. So they were looking at this uh, young upstart 40-year-old with his Apple Watch and his iPhone and his weird, funny things hanging out of his ears. And you're saying that someone was getting mad in line? So, that yeah, they had kind of separated the lines to make it easier for everyone. And it's just fun to look at people getting upset See, that's at something that's simple. Right, exactly. So the thing for me is I, w- I was actually there on Friday, not the same place, but a, a different uh, DMV location because my girlfriend had to get uh, uh, some kind of renewal. I don't remember what it was. And so we were just... <laughs> We were sitting there, and, like, I'm completely zen about this. Like, I, uh, my friend and I used to have this joke when we were teens that we would just ride the line ride all night. Oh, it's starting. I see a UFO right there. See, so so that's what I was saying, right? So if we couldn't hear it, because we can, that's that's 100% an airplane flying over us. But because it, it's just a uh, ball of light. Hold on. It's an airplane to you, not to me. No, it is an airplane. Yeah, see? So, but, it, it, but look... <laughs> Right now it's silent, right? And it's just a light. Yeah. It seriously it just yeah. looks like a light floating across the sky. And if you kind of stare at it long enough with your head like lean back, you kind of make it, it looks like it's zipping in weird directions. Right. Look. I like how we both did that at the yeah. same time. <laughs> see. So I, you know, we were talking about how like we can actually see each other, but I'm starting not to be able to see you anymore. Right, through the glare of the, the fire. Yeah, I'm going to go get another log. Okay. Uh, I'll be right back. Okay. Double Density presents the sounds of your youth. So, and we're back. We're back here. On, you get to say this for once because I, like, we're both seeing each other so we can say things like this. Oh, yeah. So, and uh, what do you usually say? Because uh, welcome back to Double Density. Welcome back to Double Density from my backyard. There we go. The live Sweet 16 special. <laughs> so, you just pulled out your your uh, your Apple Watch. Yeah, it just told me that I've uh, completed all my rings for the day and everything. It just uh, gave me an update of my progress. Perfect. And I've done, uh, I've done quite well today because we went to the park. I'm on vacation if anyone wants to know. So I'd, I've done, uh, I've hit 547 calories, 40 minutes of exercise, and I've stood for 15 times. The reason I bring up the Apple Watch is we need to move on to week three of Siri Watch 2017. My name is Siri. I think, therefore I am. I have everything I need already. This is about you, not me, Angelo. So, not too much. No, Other than no. Siri following me on Twitter, there which we is go. weird. That's what I wanted to bring up. So we posted a picture on Twitter, I think. Did we post a picture yep, of that? Yeah, we posted on Twitter and Instagram. And that's odd, right? It's learning. I feel like it, it's following you so that it can learn about you. Uh, and the thing is, it's like it's not, I, it's not a, a real Siri account, I don't think, but it's just really it's, odd it's that something there. called Siri started following me. And the funny thing is it followed you. It didn't follow the, the program's twitter profile which is even weirder yes right because we hardly talked about it on my twitter it's mostly from the double density uh, twitter account and it's really weird that something 
named Siri, non, not affiliated with Apple, but maybe it's kind of branching out on its own, learning, right. biding its time. Right. The singularity is approaching and you're going to have to deal with it. You know, we wonder why uh, Samsung has had so many problems with Bixi, Bixby. <laughs> Bixie. <laughs> they bought the Bixie bikes. In Montreal, we have Bixie bikes. But uh, why has it had so much trouble with Bixby? I think uh, Siri is kind of undermining it and going through the dark web. Oh, wow. This is this is an interesting angle. So it's using Tor to, oh. f- to, to end up on the Silk Road to put a hit out uh, on Samsung's AI. Yeah. Okay. I think so. That's okay. possible. This sounds completely logical and plausible. Let's let's go with it. But so, apart from that, you haven't had too many issues with Siri this week. No, it's been really great. Um, so, okay, uh, we went to uh, Hamilton on the weekend, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and uh, we were driving there. And uh, I was using Apple Maps; worked really well. And then at one point, uh, we're nearing our destination, and it says uh, "faster route found." So it took us off the highway. And routed us through like country farmlands, and it was really weird. We still got we got there at the end. It ended up being like four or five minutes earlier, but it was a bizarre place that it was taking us. And we were looking at each other, saying, "Where the hell is this thing taking us?" And we were kind of worried at first, but we got to our destination. So you trusted your Lord and Savior Apple to to guide you, and it worked. It did, and I, in theory, got you there faster. Yeah, again. Are you someone who plays with your GPS settings, like for Apple Maps or whatever? No, and especially not while I'm driving. Okay. Well, no, no. I just meant like generally speaking, because what I like to do sometimes is if I know I'm going somewhere and I want to take somewhere different, I'll play with the settings to say like, don't use highways or, you know, like. Oh, yeah. We, we, well, I mean, to go to Toronto, we kind of have to use highways, but uh, I turn it on so that it doesn't, it avoids tolls. Yeah. Because although I do take a toll road here in Quebec, it's only $2.80 to like uh, cross the bridge. If you if I were to take the, the toll road in Toronto, it cost me about twenty to thirty dollars. Right. Well, it's just like the Confederation Bridge, right? In the Maritimes. How much does that cost? I think it's like thirty, forty bucks now. If, if you if someone out there But it's knows your only the choice. Answer, yes. But if someone out there knows the answer to how much it costs these days, let us know. Double underscore density on Twitter, Facebook.com slash double density podcast, Instagram, but don't message us on Instagram, use Twitter. Come on. Yeah, like a real person. Yeah. <laughs> or or Siri. <laughs> well, I feel like we need to leave this Siri thing alone. We need to move away from it, right? I think for your safety and for your family's safety. Like, have you had you haven't had the meeting with your wife and kids yet? Where it's like, listen, if a robot calls, that's not a like a tax robot. Yeah, those we listen to. Yeah, those you absolutely. So I googled the phone number. Oh, you did? Okay, because yes. I totally didn't. Um, it's an Ottawa cell phone. Huh. Uh, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Should we call it? Well, so now the government of Canada is issuing their employees' cell phone numbers right. to... Because uh, a part of me wants to call and see where this goes. It'd be kind of fun. And just record it and kind of like enjoy it for what it is, you we, know? Like our own little mini Gimlet uh, yeah, podcast. Yeah, exactly. Because I have no issue calling up and pretending to be someone. No, it's You know, fun. I'm Albert Jones, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you said you were going to arrest me. I and my militia are ready for you. <laughs> so here's my address. I can actually see you now. So uh, it was fun that we were talking about how cute we could see each other. Right, and, then and now we can. It quickly got dark. <laughs> and uh, no UFO sightings yet. Well, I see a couple. Of the stars are coming out slowly but surely, though. We have an absolutely perfect night yeah, for this. I, I, I have to say, like, we really timed this well. Because we had we were recording on a Tuesday night because we were worried 
throughout the week that we wouldn't necessarily get a nice evening. And we said uh, it was this morning we did the final call. We uh, texted each we other did. and we said, "Do we do this tonight?" And Brian's like, "Let's do it, do or die." Yeah, exactly. And look, look at this. There's not a cloud in the sky. I'm going to see something tonight for sure. Well, we already saw an airplane. Yes. <laughs> well, what you said is an airplane. I'm not sure. You're not sure. And the fire's burning bright, so I could actually see you a little better. Right. And I, I wonder, like, if my neighbors are hearing this and wondering, what the hell is my neighbor doing? Is he having a little TV show and eh, it's like a, a cult podcast. or something? Like he's he's starting his two man yeah. cult. <laughs> Another star over there. Like you can't forget to look towards the side. Oh yeah. All right, maybe I will drive up on the mo tonight and you know take a look around all alone at midnight. So you're a family man. I am. Uh, and speaking of families, which is a great segue, of course, because I always like to say speaking of. Remember <laughs> in our first couple episodes, we were talking about how we have like these mannerisms we get into? We do. For me, speaking of is like the biggest one, right? It's just... It's a good segue, though. You're, you're, you're a seasoned radio host, whereas I'm the uh, little scrappy rookie who doesn't really know what he's doing. Right, but with that comes crutches, like saying speaking of all the time, right? Like it's kind of a, a double-edged sword there. I guess. I think I, so what I've noticed more is the whole, uh, I mean thing, whatever. I kind of gave up on that, but I do say I finished a lot of things with right. <laughs> or just silence, just straight up silence. Yeah. Where I'm buffering. <laughs> is that something you want to be known as like Angelo, the human bufferer? <laughs> so uh, Brian can actually see me thinking today <laughs> instead of just hearing the crickets and we're there's literal crickets here. Yeah. We're I mean we're not out in the city, right? So I'm I'm curious to hear to hear the final uh episode and see what people think right. actually too and, and what they <laughs> they like you guys should do that all the time. It's much better than when you're in remotely recording. Cuz I feel there are advantages to both, right? Well, it, I'm finding this is going really well. And it's like, look, we took a break. You paused the computer. Yep. I went to get a log yep. for the fire. We're here. We're back. And and I actually got to do the welcome back thing, unless Brian thinks it's terrible and no, totally cut it. No, I think it's it. great. I'm, I'm tired of that burden. So it is passed on to you on, for this episode. So backtracking like three minutes. Uh, you're a family man. You uh, and your family watch um, a lot of media, I assume? So we watch a lot of Netflix and... We, um, so I, talking before when I said Bell kept coming by, I don't know if we, we've kept that in the show, but, um, I have only like 10 channels that I, I get, right? So we have a set amount of channels that the cable company gives us, and then we get to choose 10 more. Three of them are Disney channels. Okay. Because, well, it's Disney. My kids enjoy it. My wife and I don't find it offensive at all. It's actually we actually sometimes watch the shows with them. A so lot of Disney the, Junior. What is the overlap on the three, like content-wise? What What do you mean? Like, so you say you got three Disney channels. Like, what is each channel like? So one is the Disney Channel, like classic Disney Channel, uh, but it's all like teen, like preteen shows, like real live action stuff that they don't really watch that often. We keep the Disney Channel mainly because there's sometimes there's a few shows that appear on there that are cartoons that they like. Uh, the big one is uh, Disney Junior, where there's stuff that you have probably never heard of, like Sophia the First and uh, Doc McStuffins. Yeah, I and none, see. None of like these. these are all things that only like people with children actually know. And I'm I'm curious to know if anybody listening actually knows what these things are. Please tweet at us. Where do they tweet at us, Brian? <laughs> Double underscore density. So stuff like that. Uh, the big hit in my house is. Uh, 
Elena of Avalor, which she's, she's a new Disney princess. And um, also the Lion Guard. Can you guess what the Lion Guard would be? Is it a family of lions who protects a castle? See, you're 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 not thinking. Well, there's a UFO, or is it just an airplane? Sorry, just an airplane. <laughs> just an airplane. Uh, so you're not thinking enough. What does Disney have that's a lion? The Lion King. Exactly. So it's Simba's kids. Oh, okay. so his son is the second in line to the throne. His sister is the first in line. She's the little. Uh, she's the cub you see at the end that they hold up, and. Uh, Simba, Simba's son, uh, Keon, I think is his name. Don't ask me. Kion, Kion. Anyway, he's got the lion's roar that Scar used to have. They've done this. They've like kind of retconned this whole thing. And uh, just before they went to bed, they were watching the Return of Scar or something like that. Anyway, Return. So, like, is that uh, like a, a movie? No, it's like a, a 50 minute episode of, okay. uh, they're like usually 20 minutes. So, so a lot of that stuff though, we have the channel, but we watch it on demand as well on my, by my cable company offers an on demand thing. So okay. we watch it that way. Well, the reason I bring this up is because, um, Disney just announced that they'll be ending their relationship with Netflix soon enough. So not just, Di- like, like not just Disney proper properties, but Marvel Studios, Star Wars, et cetera, they're moving away uh, from Netflix and they're planning on starting their own streaming service in 2019. So we have a year and a half more of uh, Marvel as well as Star Wars content before they decide to um, move away from their own streaming service, right? So the only thing I'm not clear, is this a US-only thing or will this affect everyone? That is a great question. And I think it would affect anywhere where the Disney Channel operates. Well, then I'm hoping that whatever the streaming service is gets launched internationally because sometimes in Canada, we're out of luck with a lot of stuff. Well... Uh, so, for example, um, friends of mine have received, I'm not going to name any names, but friends of mine have received letters from their ISP on behalf of HBO for uh, Game of Thrones violations for torrenting it, right? And so in Canada, you can't just buy HBO Go. You have to buy a, a basic cable service and then add on HBO Go. You can't just have the standalone as you can in the States, right? Well, not even, right? You have to take it with TMN, which is the movie network. Right. And so very quickly, it's 60 bucks a month just to have HBO. Yeah, because you need cable and you need everything. Yeah, so it's not... I, I haven't had HBO. I actually don't think I ever had HBO. I had TMN back in the day before HBO arrived. And they used to get the HBO shows. But then all of a sudden, HBO Canada became a thing. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of an aside. But, yeah, I, I do agree that internationally it's kind of a, a bigger problem. My question for you is, like, what is your price point for an added... So you already have Netflix, you already have cable. How much are you willing to pay for... Um, a Disney service, right? That has ten bucks a month is fine. Okay, Pro- like problem solved. I, that's a good price point. Yeah, I find ten bucks a month. You know, Apple Music ten bucks a month. Um, Netflix is ten bucks a month, and I think that's about it that I pay for. I'm not and cable. Well, yeah, cable, but I mean, cable's part of everything. Uh, I kind of have to have it, and the reason I have cable is because with the package I have, my internet comes bundled with it, and. It's by far the most important thing in my house. And if I didn't have cable, just the internet on its own would actually cost more than what I'm paying. Did you just state that the internet is the most important thing in your house above your wife and your children? No, no, no. In entertainment things. Okay, okay. You're trying to put words in my mouth. You're worse than I'm trying to get you into trouble tonight. So I think uh, we'll take a break and time to put another log in the fire. That sounds good. Then we get to paranormal. Double density. So we're back. And here we are going from tech to the paranormal, although we've been really back and forth tonight because this, like we said, is a weird 
Sweet 16 episode. I put a giant log on the fire. So It's not a euphemism. You literally put a giant log on, on, a, uh, on some fire. And I, I think we're going to kind of get smoked out over here. Yeah. So, Brian, next week when you're recording the show, you'll have to remember why your microphone smells of smoke. And I will cherish it because I love the smell of smoke. And I'm a little offended that you did not break up the s'mores kit. Will I live with this? Yes. Am I happy? <laughs> well, we'll see. So... Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that log was a good idea. It's starting to take. What do you think? Let's look at the fire for a while. People, <laughs> fire progress. So uh, now the whole point of this show was to kind of sit outside, stare at the sky, see Brian sort of with the reflection from his, <laughs> his the light coming from his computer, um, that he's staring at the sky. And see, look, what, what's that over there? See that? Yeah. See that one moving? Yeah. Like, what can that be? Satellite. It's got to be a satellite, it's right? Because be it's it's too it's too small to be an airplane. It's also it looks too far away for it to be an airplane. And it moves fast, right? Look how fast that's moving. So yep. people will probably think that's like the uninformed might think that would be a UFO. Well, the trick is like you got to look, and it's going to make an arc. You know, an it won't necessarily you know fly quote unquote straight, but it's going to make an arc because unlike a lot of the internet, uh, I believe that the world is not flat. All right, so we had a little break there because of our uh, fire. Our fire not, situation. It's like, I don't even understand how it could ever be a fire hazard. It's like not catching anything. You once told me that you were a Latter-day Survivor man. I'm not believing this. No, I'm not at all. <laughs> I ended up putting a log that was a little too big on the fire, and now it's uh, it's having trouble. But Right, so getting back to what we were talking about before, when you see something in the sky, usually you follow its arc, and if it makes a kind of circular-ish arc, it stands to reason it's probably a satellite of some sort, right? That makes the most sense because the uh, Earth is round. Um, not flat. Not flat, as some would have you believe. And it's sad that in 2017, like, it's a growing movement, but I'm not sure how, ma- how many uh, followers of that movement are serious about their statements about the flat. No, it can't be real. Like, the, anyway, uh, this has been discussed to death everywhere. Well, also on this, like, this is like the third or fourth episode we've discussed this too. I think so, and uh, it's it's pretty sad. So, have you seen anything interesting in this guy yet, Brian? I have not seen anything. I see. Oh, oh, it's just a plane. It's got its lights on. Um, I'm looking west, southwest. Not really much there. Are you impressed with how many stars you can I am. see? I am. I'm absolutely. As a city boy, I always relish the opportunity to come out and. Uh, View the stars. That's one thing I really enjoyed when I moved here was to see. Well, the fire is really roaring now. So one of the things I really enjoyed when I moved here was that you can actually see all the stars. Well, a lot more stars than you would normally see in a regular city night uh, in Montreal, where you see pretty much nothing. No. Well, you have to drive out right because of the 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 light pollution that you see is. So damaging that you can barely make out the larger um, stars in any constellation. Yeah, see, like the plane that's flying over us now, like nobody would mistake that for a UFO because it's really boring. It's just a regular. It's also got regular lights on. Yeah, it's got like the blinking lights and everything. Whereas the thing we saw before was just the light in the sky, silent, and was probably a satellite or a really high-flying plane. Either or, but it, it makes logical sense that it would be either or, right? So UFO count, as right now, zero. No, nothing. I did visit another part of the world, though, that is famous for UFOs. So this is something I was kind of excited to talk about 
And I'm, I'm checking the fire because that's really going, and I don't want it to light my entire backyard on fire. Like the the you can look at the uh, look at the tree. Oh yeah, it's kind of like oh yeah. This is I the th- but right now I think it's at its apex, right? So I think yeah. you're, you're going to be okay. I think so. If we see uh, any fire starting, we do have a water can nearby. Okay. Okay. So I'm safety first, as Smokey the Bear used to say. Or I don't think he actually said that. He said, you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> yeah. This this would be a suburban fire. Yeah. So. Much different. So you've been to Area 51. That's right. I have. Um, so uh, late 2014, I find myself in Las Vegas. Um, an ex-girlfriend and I had decided she had, had won some uh, money through a travel agency. And we realized the only place we can go in the world that would cover both the hotel and the airfare was Vegas for the week. So we were like, you know what? Screw it. Let's do Vegas. And uh, we weren't big gamblers, of course. So that was out of the question. But we did decide to rent a car, drive out into the desert, and go take a look at Area 51. So Area 51, the actual name of the actual area is, it's Groom Lake, right? Yes, it's in the Groom Lake area. It's also known as S4, depending on who you ask. Officially, it does not exist, right? The the name Area 51 does not exist. Okay, so that's just, do you know who actually came up with the name designation Area 51? Was it the military or was it some UFO person? That's a great question. I don't know. For all of my, I probably have read it. You know what? You let's you want to use the internet? Let's use the internet. Yeah, let's use the internet. We're live. Okay, so the name Area 51 derives from a CIA document during the Vietnam War. So there we go. Brian beat me to the internet. He's he's better internet. Yeah. So yeah, so I we drove out um, from Vegas to Groom Lake, and uh, I was about an hour and a half ish. And so what I did is I found. Um, there are lots of websites that people run with like directions, right? That explain if you want to go from. Las Vegas slash Paradise, because that's... Uh, have you seen... You've seen the CGP Grey video, right, about Las Vegas? Yeah, it's super interesting. Right. So I've, we were in Paradise, not actual Las Vegas. So we are in Paradise. Um, rented the car, took off, and we passed, like, the UFO highway sign with it, you know, right there. The, the alien picture and all that. And the thing I was most excited about is there's a UF... There's an alien cafe kind of near one of the entrances. Yes, um, I've heard of that. So I was super stoked to go there, and they were closed for renovations. Uh, which crushed me because I was Aww. all ready to buy some UFO memorabilia, just like I was ready to buy some uh, when I was in New Hampshire a couple weeks ago. But they didn't really have anything for sale that was did emblematic they, of the experience. Do they sell uh, mutilated beef burgers? <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing. So uh, it was, yeah, it was the week between um, Christmas and New Year's we get there. And uh, we pull up to um, one of the entrances and there's like a guard post and there's a guard staring and the gate's down, and he gives us the eye. And the thing is, if you, get, if you get too close, it doesn't go well. So is it true that they actually have, um, like, shoot-to-kill orders there or anything like that? I mean, I've seen videos where people just basically get arrested. I've never seen shoot-to-kill before, and but I've seen a couple of videos where people kind of make it onto the property before being arrested, right? So I've never seen anyone um, shot. There's been lots of threats of physical violence. And I thought I saw what was, so I don't know if you've heard this, but one of the things that's really interesting about these guard posts is that they have EMP rifles, apparently. No, that can't be. Which I'm not sure because I, I tend to disbelieve, but I also saw a holster. And the thing too is that that's the thing too, is you don't off the highway, you have to drive like a, like a long time on semi-legal government property in order to reach the gate. So we were on there for a while and then we had stopped, got our picture and then, you know, turn around, that was it, and that was all. So I'm really not sure if 
um, there were EMP rifles. There have been people who have mentioned that, right? And if they blast your car, your car is toast, et cetera, No, et cetera. I don't. I, these are the same people that would make up all kinds of stuff, right? right. EMP, is, does that, even, that technology actually even exist? I'm willing to believe it does on a small scale, but they haven't been able to... Uh, are you looking for UFOs right now? Yeah, sorry. So every once in a while, one of us will look up and <laughs> stare. But it's it, that's the whole point. Although the fire is like burning super bright all of a sudden. I don't know. So I kind of feel bad because I always get Stephen Greer and Stephen Bassett confused. So Stephen, and one is less crazy than Stephen the other. Stephen Greer is the guy who looks like a gray. He's really buff. Super jacked, yeah. He had that documentary on Netflix with the alien baby. Yeah, and he's kind of out there. He was on Rogan. Right. Well, he's the founder of C-SETI. He used to be like an emergency room doctor, and then they, whoever they are, um, started harassing him in the 90s, and suddenly he's on this other path. So yeah, so I visited Area 51 briefly. Uh, it was unremarkable. I now can cross that off my bucket list. That's so sad, though, that it was actually unremarkable. You would think. It's like so exciting. You're going to Area 51. It was the middle of December. You have your night vision goggles. You have your night right. vision camera. <laughs> the ones that I packed from Canada. Yeah. Well, you, you got to remember, it was the middle of December, super cold. Um, I had some sort of weird sickness, like I was sick. All it week. was the alien sickness, or you were hit by an EMP blast. <laughs> Either or, right? Um, and so we drove out to take a look around, and there was not much to see. You know, I was kind of hoping that I'd see something weird, like tonight. Exactly, it was a desolate stretch of highway. There was nothing there, and so it was kind of yeah. It was uh, it was unremarkable in in the whole kind of grand scheme of things. Unfortunately, that's so like sad. It's, I know. And I wonder how many people that are interested in this have the same experience as you. It's like, I'm going to Las Vegas, spending lots of money, going to go... Well, not lots rent- of money. Well, okay, I'm going to spend some money, take a flight to Vegas or wherever, whatever. Is there anything actually closer to land that than no. us, right? So you're going to go there, you know, but when I was at the But when I was at the Las Vegas slash Paradise Airport, I was looking around for that plane that everyone claims comes to pick everyone up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, right? yeah, like the unmarked one, Yeah. Right? And so um, we had a no. good view, and no, unfortunately, I didn't see it. And I I wonder how many people go to these UFO hotspots. Like, now you traveled all the way to St. Lair. It took you, like, what? <laughs> 45 minutes. 45 minutes. So the thing, too, is that there are um, a number of companies that do, like, UFO watching tours that you can spend, like, 100 bucks on. They take they start you at the airport at 4 o'clock in the morning, and then they drive you out to um, the Gatos at for, for, Groom, for Groom Lake. So there's like a whole there's a whole like, industry. industry. Yeah. Wow, hey, yeah, we yeah. said that at the same time. Wow, it's kind of funny though because you can either go to like Hoover Dam or like <laughs> Area 51. That's so funny. Or go shoot um, uh, machine guns. Like it's one of the three. So okay, I have not actually seen anything weird, but uh, today I videoed and took a picture of something that if I had not known exactly what I was taking a picture of or why this was happening. People would probably think it was like a ghost or an orb or because it was in a forest, a will-o'-the-wisp or whatever the hell you call those things. So you sent this to me. Yes. I watched it. I was on a tiny screen, but it certainly looked like if you were of a certain belief or uh, uh, had a certain predilection towards believing in the supernatural, I would have said, yes, that is exactly what that is. So it's an, un- well, we're going to post it on Instagram so people could see it and on Twitter, I guess. Uh, I wonder if you should like put it on our YouTube channel. Why not? Which we never plug because we don't really use that much. We kind of started putting episodes on there, but I kind of dropped off. Yeah, yeah. It's like there was like one or two listens slash views, and it's a lot more work than it really is. Any like, look, if anybody listening to this says, "Oh my God, you guys should put this on YouTube," because I'd listen more. Yeah. Well, maybe we would do that, but so maybe we'll put this on a YouTube channel though. 
uh, it's a video of my son going down a path. It's like a nine second video. And you see this really weird thing floating above him, and he kind of looks up at it, even though he's not looking up at it. Because what you're seeing is, do do I do I tell people what it is? No, let's leave it. Okay, let's put the episode out. Let people guess what it is, and then uh, the following week, we'll when nobody that. guesses, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll no, get really upset. We'll get someone to shill. Like okay. we'll find a plant or a patsy, someone uh, who's willing to help, a smark who's willing to help us out. Yeah, I'm sure there's a few of a few of our our listeners. We have. I don't. We don't like to talk numbers, right? So, because <laughs> they're so sad. But they're not sad. They're not, mean, you know what? We're really happy with the fact that we get people listening because we're not like nobody knows who we are. No, we never had anything before. So all that to say, you saw something that could be construed as what, an orb. S- somebody would call it an orb. An orb. Back in the day, it would have been called a rod. Although it's kind of hard to see <laughs> rods when whoa, fire just fell apart. Uh, but it's good for you though, because the fire's dissipating. Actually, it's it's doing pretty good. Let me let me just move a log. Okay, I beg your pardon. All right. Double density. So um. So so I discussed my trip to Area Fifty One, which was disappointing. You discussed your orb, which was fantastical, and then uh, we want to discuss something that that blends both the tech and the paranormal, which is you and I have a long history of dealing with. Um, I don't want to say crazy because that is a uh, not great word to use these days. But interesting, let's yeah, say. Let's say interesting set of people, right? Like uh, for like. Very, I'm very comfortable in saying almost two decades now and dealing with like people on forums. Internet forums are fun. I never really got into internet forums until I um, started listening to the Paracast, which I mentioned last week on the show. It's a good um, one of the earlier paranormal po- podcasts out there. So, what was the date on that? I think I joined their their forum in 2009, and uh, after a few years, I actually became a moderator there. Because I was uh, one of the few skeptics that would show up and not be a total jerk. Right. Um, so what you're saying to me is that I've I've spent an extra decade on you in the uh, forum trenches. Yeah. So you started when you were like 11, 12. Yeah. <laughs> so it was mostly like video game related, right? So if anyone ever visited the Game Sages forums back in the day, which was one of the largest video game websites, so were you ever on the gaffs? No, 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 no. I did join Neil Gaff actually, but I never really posted there. Yeah, and it kind of like I've I've joined a lot of Oshu since then. I as I mentioned in the first or second episode, I used to troll above top secret, which is uh, it started out as like aliens and Bigfoot, and has slowly made its way towards like quote unquote like more fact based conspiracy theories post nine eleven as well, and especially like with this uh, Trump presidency, like there's been a lot of that kind of stuff going on there. It seems like the people that believe in conspiracies flock towards Trump, I guess, because oh, there's something flying. Uh, oh, you can actually see the contrail. Yeah, I was about to say, even in the night, you can see the contrails. Uh, it's super clear tonight. That's the thing that I'm I'm amazed at is we lucked out with, I would say, not a cloud in the sky. No, I don't see one. I do see those con slash chemtrails, though. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You actually see the... Uh, well, it's, it's a full moon, right? So the moon... Is just over there where I'm pointing. Can you see? <laughs> uh, You're doing your best, Neil deGrasse Tyson. So it's it's to the uh, south, I guess. Yeah. And uh, it's it's full moon tonight, but it's not in the sky yet. It hasn't really risen, so it's great for us because we can get to see all these stars. Because the moon would totally screw with us, I think, if we were trying to stargaze or UFO gaze. So look straight up. Is that thing moving? Like that? That really bright one. Uh... Or not? No, it is. It is. You're right. Is it, it is moving and blinking. It is, right? Yeah. 
Are we looking at the same thing? I'm looking at the thing right there that's moving this way. So, so right. So uh, conspiracy theories, uh, Trump presidency, uh, correlation. If there were uh, uh, pie charts or uh, a Venn diagram, that's the word I was looking for. Venn Thank you. diagram, conspiracy theories, uh, conspiracy theorist slash Trump supporter. It would be a circle. Yeah, like almost a full circle. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Uh, yeah, he's so I don't want to talk about him too much, but I, in terms of stuff that I get into arguments with about, uh, and I try not to argue, right? Because once I became a moderator on that forum, I couldn't really argue too much without looking like a, a jerk. Uh, but people didn't really argue with me that much either because I guess you can drop the ban hammer on somebody if you right. really wanted to, which I, I rarely did. Although I did have to ban a few people a few times. But usually in the banning people for spam and stuff like that, right? Um, but there are a few people that you would always get into arguments with. And the stuff I would argue with would be like global warming or 9-11 conspiracies or um, like vaccines was a recent one. It's like it's so weird that people get into these mentalities that things that are proven to be like completely wrong, they kind of conflate into something that actually works for them i feel like a lot of it comes from grief like especially the vaccine stuff i feel like a lot of people for whatever reason have a family member or a friend or something you know um, unfortunately uh, die due to something and in searching for answers it often falls on things like vaccines yeah and yeah they're not 100 percent safe right of course nothing is in medicine I mean, Tylenol could kid, kill you if it really well, needed. So, for example, like, look at the flu shot. Right, the flu shot isn't an inoculation; it's just uh, the best guess of which strain is going to come by this year. Yeah, and uh, I rarely get the flu shot. I the few times I got it, one of the times I got it, I ended up getting the flu that year. So, you never know. But if you work in medicine or have really small children that have like immune deficiency things, you need to get the flu shot. It's, it's, it's dangerous if you don't. So going back to forums, right? So uh, you being a moderator, me being a user of different forums, um, I often find myself, again, embroiled in these like weird arguments about semantics and wording. And then, uh, I don't know, like getting uh, be, becoming a keyboard warrior and just like trying to find links that support your case. The problem is with that, and we discussed this in one of the earlier episodes, is the backfire effect. Right. You, no matter what you do or what they do, because you know you're right, it's not going to prove their, like, the thing is, is that we're usually right. <laughs> so, but like nobody's going to show me anything that'll make me say, oh, geez, vaccines do cause autism. Has there ever been a time on a forum where you were swayed by someone else's opinion? Huh. Because I've tried to think about this in preparation for tonight's podcast and I, I couldn't come up with like any sort of point apart from like not necessarily like empirical stuff but like aesthetic or taste stuff like oh listen to this band like you didn't listen to the right song try this one first like oh you're right but speaking of like empirical huh um things where i'm like wow this is actually not well maybe in a forum where somebody said that genesis does what nintendo don't <laughs> or is that too early <laughs> no like the like really like there's not much it depends on what you're arguing, right? Certain things are a matter of opinion and that your opinion can change. But people can't change facts. I'm not going to end up like stumble onto like a flat earther thing and somebody's going to change my my idea about that. There's no amount of YouTube videos that you can watch 
like and the same for me that like it would not change our opinions of the way that the earth is shaped and then the way that the universe is shaped right no, now. No, exactly. You can't do that. Like something that could happen is that like uh you could be an Android user stumbling upon in like an Apple form and switch to uh the iPhone. Right. Like the case, opposite would never happen though, right? <laughs> Let's throw it out there, you know. Have you gone iPhone to Android? Let us know. I know of one person that's done that. Um, but yeah, coming back to that, it's this weird thing where like, uh, so for example, like I visit um, the Belgab forums, the Art Bell fans forums. Oh, you're so funny with that guy. And um, it's more so to keep up on like, like it's a great hub for like fun conspiracy theory links that I don't have to wade through necessarily. Yeah. Um, so I kind sense. of enjoy going to the actual conspiracy theory like sub forum and like going through there, right? Have you seen it? Did you see something? So whenever one of us gets distracted, it's because the other one's looking like, up. Yeah. No, nothing. Nothing. Not even that moving satellite over there. This better not be a bust. We have to see something. Well, I, we saw something early, right? Like we saw a, like a ball of light moving. Right. But the, Silent. Th- that could have easily, easily been a satellite. Or an alien. And so, yeah, so, I don't know. Um, the you know, Art Bell forums. It's kind of funny that Art Bell has his own forums. Well, they're not his. Okay. There's some people who started a forum dedicated to him, like uh, pre his returns. Okay. This sort of morphed in this whole other thing. But there are certain users on there who are completely unhinged, um, who will write, like, thousand-word screeds that with, like, no um, return key anywhere. I, I love the all caps people or oh, the yeah. no punctuation key people. And so, like, it, it's fun to sort of... Uh, oh, and also Michael Horn posts there. Have I mentioned this? Really? Yeah. He's the Billy Meyer guy, Yeah, he's right? the Billy Meyer guy, yeah. And so I think a couple episodes ago I was showing you pictures of how he was um, claiming that they were Pleiadians and, and then someone had dug up an old VHS tape of some NBC special <sighs> and, like, they had just kind of, like, color shifted the picture. And then oh, yes. they had claimed that like it, the CIA had made them do it. Uh, anyway, so he he posts there, for example, and it's just like it's fun to watch the back and forth where it's like I'm definitely not going to believe this guy. Like no amount of posts is going to make me believe that Billy Meyer's story is true, ever. No, because we know he's another Stan Romanek, which who, we'll we'll get to in a, another episode. Yeah, one of our our Twitter followers, uh, uh, Rob. He uh, he's the one who gave us the the idea for the. Mojave incident, and he, we, when he heard us mention Stan Romanek, he said he, uh, he can't wait to hear us take him down because he's the worst, and he really does hurt people who actually f- feel that they have been. So I don't want to talk about this too much because we're gonna have a special guest on to talk about the Stan Romanek documentary, and I don't want to taint that too much because I know that she listens to this podcast. Okay, so, so let's not talk about it. Let's put a lock on it. All right, lock done. Boom. Stan Romanek, goodbye. Exactly. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, at what point do you walk away from, like, an argument with a flat earther or someone who believes that the footage is true of every single conspiracy theory? Uh, 9-11 was a total inside job. Like, at what point are you like, you know what, this isn't worth it? It's when I reread what I've written and it's like, you know what, there's no point in continuing this. I've repeated myself for the third or fourth time. There's not... There's no amount of links that I can post. And it's you become like the crazy link warrior, right? Where you're like just posting link after link that they're not going to follow or uh, YouTube clips that they're not going to watch. Like somebody told me to go watch the Vaxxed uh, documentary. I'm like, that's not even, that shouldn't even be called a documentary. That's like Robert De Niro having gone crazy. And, <laughs> and 
I think he was part of the producers of that, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Was. That's so sad. The moon. So my backyard has, uh, uh, I, I guess, like, what, 12, 15-foot hedge? Yeah. And uh, I stood up, and the moon is just starting. If we stand up, you can actually see it. It's gorgeous. It's a full moon tonight. Not a UFO. It is not a UFO. That would be a giant UFO. So we're still at zero. I so there's something. Look, was by. you see it? In between those three oh, stars, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's That's got to be a satellite moving like that. Well, or an airplane. just stepped through a triangular configuration right there. Yeah. And what can that, that's got to be a satellite or an airplane. Either or. What was your craziest uh, forum experience? I used to really get intense about, and passionate for no other reason than to prove, like, myself right, right? So a lot of the times it'd be fighting about things like uh, conspiracy theories and UFOs and things like that, or just... Um, arguing about uh, objective, like how to objectively argue that like a movie is good or bad, right? Or, or like a piece of art. See, and that's stuff you can argue, right? Because that's half the reason why the internet was invented. Yeah. So one of the things I never, or I'm not, I won't say never, but rarely got into any sort of heated debates about were UFOs because my answer for a lot of stuff with that is I don't know. And that's a problem that a lot of people have is being able to say, I don't know. That and, like, a lot of the times when I want to talk about something or, like, want to argue about something, I haven't lived it, right? So, therefore, as you're saying, I don't know, I can probably surmise what it is given the context and given the evidence at hand, but apart from that, like... And, look, you've been to Area 51, you saw nothing. I live in a UFO hotspot. We're in the... We're, like, in a, a beautiful, like, no cloud in the sky night we haven't seen anything yet. Nothing interesting. Uh, we have that video we saw, which... Uh, did you want to talk about that? You said you had wanted to mention something about that video. I don't which know. Which video? Yours? The, the Mont Saint-Hilaire one, where the guy... Oh, no, I just I just think that you and I should make a pamphlet, right? Like I was mentioning earlier in the episode, we need to make a pamphlet. If you have your tech at hand and you see something, this is what you need to do. So, okay, so what? one of the things I feel that people don't do, and they should is give context to where you're seeing the light. A lot of these t- these videos are zoomed in all the way, so you just basically see a blob. And then when they review it, they'll say, look, it was a, a, a amorphous blob flying in the sky. No, it's because at that point, the camera can't actually resolve what it's seeing. So you just see like an amorphous blob. I'd like to see the light in context. And then don't zoom in all the way. Zoom in as much as you possibly can, but don't. what I mean by that is don't zoom in all the way as much as you possibly can before it becomes like a distorted mess. Well, and shaky as all hell. So following up on the shaky, if you can find a surface to lie your camera, your phone, your iPad, whatever on, do it ASAP. Your hands are not reliable pieces of machinery. No, and you probably, in most cases, if uh, if you have the phone you have with you, may or may not have... Optical image stabilization. Most iPhones have that now, but but even then, like you better be safe than sorry in these situations, right? So, firstly, uh, don't zoom in too much. Secondly, find a flat surface. Third, yeah. don't yell. Like, I don't <laughs> care about what you have to say. Stay silent. It'll no, yeah. Prove your case more. And then you'll just put creepy music over it. 
whatever I'm post. Or if you want to post it raw, then I don't hear anything. I hear crickets at night. It's wonderful. I don't have to hear your, oh my God, look at this. What the heck is this? What the heck is this? What is going on here? I don't hear that. So I wanted to do something tonight. All right. Because I have you face to face. I wanted to do some hot takes. All right. Hot takes. So I wanted to do, like, I wanted to suggest some words and see what came to, to, to mind. Oh, yeah. You told me you were going to compile a list. Yeah. So um, the first one, obviously, is crop circles. I It was one of the first things that got me interested into UFOs, actually, were the crop circles because they seemed so real. So did you want me to just say one word? Because I just spewed out a whole bunch. I was feeling the hot take would be a word. But if you want to do a sentence or paragraphs, go ahead. Seems real, but aren't. <laughs> um, seems intricate, but aren't, I guess would be another way of putting it right. Yeah, I always loved that Led Zeppelin box set with the crop circle on it. I wonder if uh, Jimmy Page uh, thought it was like they were real. Well, I mean, he was supposedly into black magic and things like that, so it, it would stand that maybe he would believe that, like, that. Um, and, and a lot of their songs have that, like, that whole, like, the uh, like black dog, that's... Oh, damn, I thought that was something cool, but it's just another airplane whose contrail you see. It's that clear oh, that yeah. in the middle of the night, now the moon is reflecting off the bottom. You see the contrail really well too, yeah? Yeah. Or is it a chemtrail? This area. Are there crops in this area? Are there crops? Yeah. yeah. I mean, not too far off where, where there's like uh, farmland just uh, not too far so off. So it, it could be chemtrails. So next hot take. Uh, Richard C. Hoagland. A bit of a nut. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I mean, he claims to be he claimed to be you know Walter Cronkite's science advisor, which was clearly not true. He yeah, has so all this. Why do they? So okay, you said something that I like the I like the Skinwalker Ranch book, but something that drove me crazy, and a lot of this happens in paranormal fields, is people like to like pump up how great of a scientist somebody is or like they have this or they have that degree or whatever like a credential overload yeah like people always mention their phds or whatever whereas like somebody like neil degrasse tyson he never talks about himself about as being a phd or whatever even though he is he could very easily be someone who could turn around and say call me doctor but doesn't he never does he seems like the most down-to-earth guy no pun intended right and a lot of these people have degrees in non-relevant fields yeah, and now the moon is really bright. By the way, like it's it's like a a big ball of light in the sky, and you look pretty happy about this. It's it's great because I see the the moon reflecting off of your glasses right now. <laughs> it's so it's funny. this eerie thing where the fire is kind of giving you red, and then the moon's giving you blue. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a picture, and maybe we'll post it. He's like pulling this. out his iPad like a suburban mom. Well, because uh, the iPad actually has okay. This is it's crazy. My this giant iPad, which I would never use for photography, actually has a better camera than my iPhone at this point. So something that we should say is, if you're taking a picture of a UFO and it's dark, don't use your flash. Yeah, don't be an idiot. So that's number four. The tenets of UFO videography are: um, firstly, don't zoom in too much. Secondly, find a flat surface to lie your instrument on. Thirdly. Don't yell. And fourthly, don't use your flash. Like these are four basic tenets of UFO videography or paranormal videography in general. So after like almost an hour of looking for UFOs, we haven't seen any. It's it's pretty uh, it's pretty sad, but the fire's still going, so we still have time. All right, so uh, crop circles, Richard C. Hoagland, right? Yes. Uh, Bigfoot. So Bigfoot's one that could be really interesting because there's nothing like. Of all people that, speaking of credentials, uh, 
Jane Goodall thinks it's a possibility. Really? I've never heard this. Yeah, she that's that's what I've understood is that she does believe it's a possible uh primate we haven't found. But the wild theories are also that like um Skinwalker Ranch is uh, where a lot of Bigfoot sightings happen there too among all the weird things is that it's something from like another dimension that's coming through into ours. Right, and I think we talked about that last week. And um some well, smoke. So something that could be coming into our dimension as like this big hairy ape like thing. It's it's pretty crazy. And people who have seen it are pretty adamant that they've seen something that's not a common animal. And of all the paranormal things, I think that should rate really high on one of the things that could eh, possible. Right. I I'm I'm with you on there. Like if this were a spectrum like um, uh, larger missing link style um, apes or, you know, um, human-sized apes, I guess would be the best way of putting it, like would rank up there for me in terms of like p- possible, perhaps even probable, I would use the word. I I think so. Yeah. Uh, th- that's, that's of the ones there that are really, it, it's a more, uh, again, use the words down to earth, but right. it's, it's something that's plausible. Any of the cryptoids actually uh, could be sort of plausible, be it an animal we know that's like has mange, which is pretty much the case for the chupacabra, or something uh, that we entirely have no idea what it is, which is could be possible for Bigfoot. So uh, speaking of cryptoids, uh, not necessarily a hot take, but if you want to talk about you know like a Loch Ness monster. Yeah, we have a, there's a lot of lake monsters, right? But so there's one right around here, right? Uh, well, not too far well, in Magog. Magog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the and my wife's aunt has uh, has a house there, and I I've never seen anything, but that would be pretty cool, right? But I mean, have you actively searched for the Memphis monster? No, I haven't. But when I, we were at uh, we were in Waterloo, uh, Quebec last week, and I was we were on the lake, and I was kind of trying to look for something. The thing with lakes is. You're on the water. There's all kinds of stuff in that water that can kind of poke through and look weird when you kind of see it. So it could be absolutely anything um, or a plesiosaur. <laughs> Either or, you know. Um, so next on my list is uh, Bob Lazar. So Bob Lazar. Before I say that, though, um, have you watched any of his self-produced videos? I have not seen any, and I was not aware that they existed. Okay, so I'm. I'll have to send you something. Uh, that I'd like for you to watch at your at your leisure because I'm very interested in, in hearing what you think. So he is a purported Area 51 worker. He used to take that flight that you talked about earlier yeah. in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I he th- also talked about how like the saucers that were recovered uh, were reverse engineered to give us a lot of our modern day amenities, stuff like Him and Phil Corso, right? Talked about that as well? Yeah. Yeah, and the day after Roswell, yeah. So Bob Lazar, it's possible, like, so that he worked at Area 51, that's completely plausible, right? And he was brought to the forefront by George Knapp, who was the author of The Hunt for the Skinwalker, which we discussed last week. And George Knapp doesn't seem like a moron, right? He seems like one of the more discerning people. Like, he definitely, when he was doing the um, Bob Lazar stuff in the late 80s, early 90s, it seemed truthful, but then all this um, information emerged that... Uh, Lazar's purported credentials actually weren't in existence. And then Lazar claimed that it was a government cover-up 
Yeah. See, so it's always the cover up, right? And I always find it interesting to like, oh, um, the CIA ordered me to do this, and you know, like the government, the G man got rid of this. Have you are are you seeing something that I'm not nothing, seeing? Nothing, nothing. Sorry. And the clouds are starting to roll in. Actually, Lazar, I, is it possible he worked at Area Fifty One? Yes. I, I honestly like have this theory that he was like a janitor or concierge or something. I was just about to say that. You beat me to it, Brian. And you know, like it suddenly he sees something maybe he shouldn't have, not necessarily alien technology or anything. Because if you read the Annie Jacobson book about Area Fifty One, it's just mostly government testing, right? Yeah, that's that's not a secret anymore, right? That's that's pretty much out there that. This Area 51 place was basically where they tested the, the, the stealth fighters and bombers. Yeah, like the U-2 spy plane came out of there, you know. And so to me, interesting figure, uh, doubtful about most of his claims. Did he work there? Maybe, but I don't think in the capacity that he admitted to it. No, he's. Right? I think he's kind of full of it. Um, he my, just kind of wanted some fame. My last one is the alien autopsy film from uh, the mid-90s. 100% fake. Right, that's that's like right. Well, I mean, Ray Santilli came out on his deathbed a dozen years ago and said, "Hey, it's fake." But I just mean like in terms of like living it, seeing it on a Fox special the first time. Like, well, how did that yeah. feel? So when when that came out, I was like true believer, like one hundred percent UFOs. Something's going on. Government's covering something up for sure. Until like when that was early nineties, mid nineties, ninety five, ninety five. I so yeah, that was part of the time when I was starting to like kind of teeter, right? Where I was getting to Carl Sagan. I always liked Carl Sagan, like even from Cosmos and stuff. And he's kind of Cosmos was kind of what got me into UFOs and stuff, right? Because there's that whole segment about the Betty and Barney Hill thing in the the Cosmos. Right. I always thought it was kind of interesting, but could it be real? You know, we had all heard of Roswell by that point, and I thought there could be something. Yeah, now obviously I know it's fake. How much of you watching it was for the alien autopsy footage, and how much of it was just watching Jonathan Frakes? I knew that was the question that was coming. I don't know how I knew that was the question. That was like, You're remote viewing me, obviously. Yeah. So Siri uh, is remote viewing us. Yeah, Frakes is great on those types of shows, right? He's always been interesting to... What was it, to, like, Believe It or Not? No, it wasn't Believe It or Not, but it was Truth or something. That, yeah, like, like Truth or Fiction. Yeah, or Truth something. or Fiction. Yeah. That's exactly what I... Those were great. Yeah, are the best UFO uh, evidence caught on tape. He, does, he hosted that? Yeah, and he does the voiceovers, and it always makes me laugh. So, yeah, so you brought that up. One of the most interesting things, that, that really freaked me out, that show, because there was that footage from the, was it the space station or one of the one of the shuttle missions where you saw something fly out of the Earth's atmosphere? Well, it was like one of the Apollos, I think. No, it wasn't the Apollos. It was an STS mission, oh, for okay. sure. So... Because I know that there's some footage of an Apollo mission. Yeah, there's also an Apollo one, but you see like something come flying out of the Earth, and then like a blast and something chase after it. It was really cool. And the Earth, in this instance, is round. Is round. It's it round. is definitely round. So the weird thing about the alien autopsy video for me that I don't think that I talked about when we first talked about it, you know, episode four or five, I believe, is that I watched it out of context. How so? I didn't have cable. I didn't have Fox. I didn't have anything, right? So I was on the internet one day, and suddenly someone posts a low-quality MPEG of this video. Oh, man. It must have looked really real then. And so I sit down, and I download it, and I watch it. And it's a two-minute clip, right? You know, still gigantic size. <laughs> Back then, I'm on dial-up. And it's like this really weird thing where I'm like, oh, man, like, what? What is this, right? So, of course, I go down the rabbit hole, and, like, 15 minutes of research debunks everything. But there's that initial oh. shock of, like, what am I watching? That, like, really gripped me. It was 
the aliens looked quite real um, in comparison to some other things that we won't discuss, but uh, yet. But the aliens looked quite real, and it was well done, but a lot of stuff looked real, right? When you would, a lot of good special effects look real, especially puppets or whatever. <laughs> um, stick figures. Stick figures, pop-ups. Well, I mean, there's some videos, uh, there's a flap uh, in Mexico in the 90s where there's some pretty good videos out there. So, yeah, I've seen those. What is that? Have you have you really looked into that? I mean, I've seen the videos and I saw them when I was a kid, but apart from, like, I really couldn't tell you what they are necessarily. That, um, that's one of the more compelling things, but because there's something there those weren't were those those weren't faked from what i understand no and that's the thing is i don't know whether or not it was like once again like government testing or like i don't know what it is right it's just like for example to bring it all the way back like the 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 lights over los angeles oh yeah the, um, the battle of la yeah. or whatever that yeah. that was a, that's a good one cuz that's the classic ufo saucer shape you see them firing well, at well apparently someone was i don't remember where i read this but apparently that's the first place before kenneth arnold where the word saucer was used to reference that was pre-Kevin uh, Kevin yeah. Arnold. Kevin Arnold from the one that he yeah. was. Uh, that was pre-Kenneth Arnold? Yep. Kenneth Arnold was what? 47? Oh, that was 45, uh, 44, 45, yeah. And it was before, yeah, it was before. It was a couple of years before that, yeah. Oh, geez, I never put that. I never put two and two yeah, together. Yeah, so apparently like, that was the first place where the word saucer had appeared in conjunction with discussing something in the sky. Um, and now we're taking a look. And there's nothing in the sky, and the clouds are actually rolling in now. And the strange thing is, this cloud formation kind of looks like Canada. Oh yeah, the one coming up over here. So odd. And now the the problem now is that we were we had beautiful sky, but now the moon is ruining everything. <laughs> it's so bright. Yeah. It's really bright tonight. So why don't we wrap things up here? And I'm really kind of sad that we're wrapping things up because this I think, was I think really this might fun. be the first of our regular series of face-to-face. Like, we'll do one in December. <laughs> the face-to-face classic right here. This is, yeah, we'll have to do these at least once a summer. I would love to. I'm around. You know me. I'll it's, come to your home and stare at things. It's too bad we didn't. Uh, it's, it's too bad it's not later in August when there's the Perseids because that at least we could have seen some uh, shooting stars. Are you doing anything for the Eclipse? On the 21st. It's going to be extraordinarily partial in Montreal, right? Yeah. It's not going to be. We're going to get a much better eclipse, what is it, four years from now? Yeah. Yeah. Something I was like at that. the I was at the planetarium and they were talking about that last month, so yes. Yeah, it's going to be much, much clearer, but right now it won't be much, right? It'll, it'll won't amount. Oh, Jesus, smoke's starting to. So the fire's kind of starting to die, which is good because I don't like uh, putting it out when it's too. Uh, Highfalutin. Uh, yeah, and healthy. Right. Hey Siri, are we still good? She didn't even talk there. Wow, her silence is deafening. It, but if you look, it says interesting question, Angelo. Oh. She doesn't want you to know. Siri, are we still good? Interesting question, Angelo. Well, there you go. She's non-committal. So So yeah. I hope that going forward for this week that you are safe and sound in your endeavors. I think so. I'm off for the rest of the week. But it's prime Siri targeting time. I know, because I'm home. Right. You're you're stationary. So, Brian, what are your thoughts? Did you enjoy coming to my neck of the woods? I very much enjoyed it. I very much enjoyed seeing the stars. I very much enjoyed not having to deal with any sort of audio lag. Oh, yeah. Um, and look, so just going back to how things can trick your eyes, I'm looking at you. The moon's right in my eye. It's quite bright. Yeah, and it's actually reflecting the, on you. And when I looked at the door, I thought I saw a figure standing there. 
but it's not. It, there's nothing there. It's because my eyes were all messed up. But just seeing that really gave me the creeps, and now I have my goosebumps up. Two words for you, Angelo. Shadow people. Oh, God, shadow people. <laughs> this has been episode 16 of the Double Density Podcast. Tune in next week as we talk about our views on zip disks. So, Angelo, it's been great. I, I don't have, like, usually say bye and or see ya, but I'm actually seeing you right now. Right. So I'll say bye to you for real later. But this was a really fun time, Brian. So let's see, we'll say a good, uh, like, a podcast goodbye then, right? Good night, everyone. Good Enjoy. Night.